0: Oh, lots and lots of spoilers.
1: Welcome to another edition of Now Streaming to a Room Near You, here at Max Mike Movies. Here at Max Mike Movies, you're what matters to us. You, the listener. We care about you. Max cares about you. Mike cares about you. Even Bumpy cares about you. And we want you to know everything's fine. Nothing at all is wrong. Certainly there's nothing worrying happening right behind you right now. That smell of smoke? Why, that's just a wood-fired pizza you'll be enjoying soon. That curious sense of warmth on your back? That's just our love for you warming your heart. That searing pain you think you're feeling, that's just our piercing insights into the world of cinema. There's no need to worry about silly elitist things like dropping and rolling or (laughs) fire extinguishers or making some kind of socialist call to 911. Everything's fine. Just believe us. Everything Is fine. No, of course it isn't. (laughs) Nothing is fine. Hair is fine. (laughs) How's your hair? Fine. Thank you, George Carlin. This week we're tackling an Oscar contender from Netflix called Don't Look Up. Starring basically everybody. I think I'm in it. I think you are. (laughs) Uh, It's a dark political satire that has drawn some rather polarizing reactions from viewers. And gosh, I... Just can't think why that would be. Huh. Weird. Yeah. I'm your host, Supreme Inzecu- Executive in Charge of Pantaloons, Max Levine. And over yonder is my nincompoop Chief of Staff and secretly illegitimate son, Mike Luce. Hey! So, <laughs> no, no, don't worry about that. <laughs> you can't be my father. You're only two years older than me. Well, there was an accident with a contraceptive and a time machine. <laughs> it's it'd take too long to explain. Damn, he's virile. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah. But before we get to this, we've got our poll question. Poll question. When watching a first-run movie at home on a streaming service, as we just did... We did. How do you change your habits? You know, do you lower the lights, you turn off your phone, otherwise try to make it as close to a theater experience as possible, or do you just watch the movie as you would watch anything else on TV? Do you fart as loudly as you want
0: and as often as you want?
1: Spoiler, Mike does. (laughs)
0: Can't help it. I'm old.
1: <laughs> uh, Chuck Mott tells us, I make some effort to round up the whole family. Dot, dot, dot. I find that oddly uncomfortable. <laughs> round them up and what? Does this have to do with the movie or do you just round up, go around and round up the family every so often and round them up, whip them up, yep. string them up, or I'll hide? <laughs> uh, Nick Hoffman says, Definitely adjust lights. Put away devices. Devices. Okay,
0: Uh, get some form of movie a snackage and something to drink. Yeah, in Nick's case, it's probably some amazing French thing that he just concocted. No, no, no. I don't approve of French people in France. I I meant food. Oh, (laughs) I approve of their food, yes. Uh, Brandon Day says, I'm so
1: scattered and my work comes home with me, you should try locking the door, so I definitely lean into trying to make it more of a theater experience to overcome my tendency to get distracted prepare the snacks, turn off the lights, put my phone away and maybe even light a candle or two to get some mood going. Nothing says the theater like open flame <laughs> <laughs> movie bad yes, uh, Brian Mundo just posted a picture that said "I have snacks
0: <laughs> yes which well, sums it up very nicely I think uh, honestly if you were able to get some of Brian's snacks, you'd be very lucky. Yeah. Brian makes good snacks. Mm.
1: Mm. Stephen Strickland writes, I emulate a theater as much as I can. Which I assume means he puts, like, chewed gum on the floor. And I'm betting that's not what he meant. A recording of a crying toddler. Mm. Uh, buttered up popcorn, Coke. I have a 1,000 watt surround sound with Dolby. 75 inch 4K screen Philips Hue lights. Good lord, man. You <laughs> gets taller the, than he is. Better than I have. Jeez. Uh, that I have lights on the, behind the TV in a dark blue hue. Huh. Does the color make a difference? I've got for uh, um, so the back of the color. Yeah, well, those lights on the back. Yeah. Light, what are they, aspect lights or something? Uh, LEDs. Yeah, they're those <laughs> LED strips. I didn't know the color made a difference. Huh. Well, we often do red, but not during the movie. Interesting. Uh, sometimes I'll save films I think will require particular attention for a time. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I skipped ahead. I was just so thrown by the 75 inch 4K screen. <laughs> I still prefer the theater, as do we all. But I like to be as immersed as possible. The one weird plus I enjoy is I can add subtitles. I don't think that's weird at all. That's really handy in a lot of movies.
0: You know what's weird is I actually have found a number of people I know have started watching movies with them no matter what. They yeah. just prefer them and they're not even like some of the people I've noticed who're doing this are half my age. So it's not an age thing. Oh, I they, thought
1: it is cuz my yo know, my hearing has gone and is isn't so good in one ear, so I sometimes need them but It
0: is not just you. Hmm. If you watch show like The Witcher. The Witcher. The Witcher! Ah, uh, everybody freaking mumbles, yes. and I cannot understand a word, and I thought it was me after a while until my partner got up and <laughs> turned up the volume, mm. and it's like, ah, okay, so, uh, uh, good hey, to know. Henry Cavill, up here.
1: Good to know. <laughs> Project. Despite all her best efforts to deny it, Mike's this Mike's sister, Val Coons, writes, I try to pay more attention, not have the computer open. Lighting would stay on the same, though. Okay. Hmm. From Haley Paulson, I'm going to be perfectly honest and say that if I'm streaming, I'm not doing anything special. The movie is up on my laptop screen. Laptop, really? And it's lucky if I'm paying more than half attention to it. All right, appreciate the honesty there. Yeah. Sometimes I'll save films I think will require particular attention for a time when I have a project to keep my hands busy. Knitting's a frequent one. Mm. So that I can be more certain I won't be flipping through other browser tabs while I'm watching it. But that's about the biggest concession I ever make at home. Okay, I appreciate the straightforwardness. Yeah,
0: I just like hearing other people's yeah. other you know, uh, ideas about this. Perspectives. That's the word I want. Perspective. And, uh, of course, we have
1: the Snowman. Snowman! Who has left his partner, the Falcon, behind. There is no Falcon. It could be. Vince. uh, My optimal way to watch a new film at home is to prepare some water Liquid water, made from scratch, and maybe something to eat. Turn off the lights, shut off the phone and iPad, and watch it from start to end with no interruptions. That's dedication. Mm -hmm. That way I get the cinema experience, in theory. We all know how annoying some people can be in this cinema. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. This almost never happens. Delivery people seem to wait until I I finally get a chance to sit for two hours and watch something to ring the bell, and my partner can't keep quiet and pay attention for any length of time, especially if I'm watching something in English. So, he lives in Quebec, and his partner only speaks French. Oh, I thought they all spoke Canadian. I really like to give my whole attention <laughs> bacon, to movies. Bacon, 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 bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the big screen, but they usually, they're usually they usually closed these days and cost a fortune, so I try to replicate the experience. Well, hmm. yeah. oh, neat. Well, thank you very much for the an- for those answers. Very interesting perspectives. Lots Bum- of bucks. Bum- bumpy bucks plenty. What about um, you? What about me? Um... Honestly, I tend to leave the lights on and... uh, Max is afraid of films. They might jump on me. I don't know. (laughs) They make noise and startle me. Boo. Ah! He's right. (laughs) But, uh, no, honestly, I I try to watch the whole thing all the way through, but I really love the fact that I can stop the movie, go to the bathroom, and I haven't missed anything. Denis Villeneuve hates you, hates you, in French. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dennis Villeneuve can le. okay we need to stop right there (laughs) yeah yeah so I I try but
0: honestly Mm. I I don't tend to do a whole lot that actually surprises me Mm. what about you um well it's a new thing right so movies before if I was streaming it it probably wasn't a quote-unquote first-run Hollywood type film it was probably just some film I hadn't seen and it may or may not matter so much like I had not seen the Bond film Spectre in the theater. It's the only one I've missed since Spy Who Loved Me. The one before no. that, I was, the Spy Who Loved Me was the first Bond film I saw in the theater, no. and I hadn't missed them in the theater since Spectre. Hmm. And when I watched Spectre, I think I just watched it in my studio on my computer, and it was fine. But with this whole thing, like when Dune came out, uh, we oh. we turned off the lights, mm-hmm. we have aquariums and paludariums and terrariums, and my partner sat there with the app on his phone and turned all the lights out without me knowing he could do that. Wow. I suddenly like, oh my God, is the power going out? No. but okay. and disturbing. And I said, no internet, we're not looking at our iPads, we're not looking at our phones, we're watching the movie. We also did the same thing for The Matrix. Hmm. Okay. At least in the case of Dune, it was worth doing. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, yeah so yeah I like to if I can because I like to be immersed we okay. do not have a gig- cool. huge gigantic TV we do have a nice you have a pretty
1: big TV at that? 65. That's
0: it's 65 it's not cool. 75
1: but it's bigger than mine but you know mine's 55 I haven't replaced it because the damn thing took a bullet for me
0: and it's true it did true story you should ask Max if you meet him Max Mask about the uh, TV taking the bullet for him mm-hmm. But, but
1: we do have a new poll question for you to ponder, pontificate, and consider upon. We do not. We totally do not. Oh, he's lying. Nope, nope, here it is. What is your most hated minor movie cliche? You know, the rain starting right after a romantic breakup, the hacker saying, I'm in. <laughs> Spoiler alert, that's one of mine. <laughs> the fact that no one ever has trouble finding a parking space in a movie. What often used minor point just sets your teeth on edge Every time. Nothing essential to the plot, just a little thing. Let us know, and we will tell you how to let us know
0: someday. He means at the end of the show. Someday. Your somewhere. prince will come. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, awesome. he's here right yeah, now. Yeah. This is all you're getting. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's right, you're straight. Yeah. Won't yeah. Yeah. work. Nope. But so, uh, we should probably uh, talk about the movie. Well, first we go to trivia. The show. Budget
1: for this, $110 million.
0: Oh, you actually found it.
1: I did. About half of that, by the way, went to Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Not to Meryl Streep? No. Well, she's a she was a smaller part. She was a supporting character. I, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. But she doesn't need the money or the Oscars. You hear that, Academy? <laughs> she's got enough Oscars! <laughs> I don't think she'll get one for this, or even nominated I, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think she was nominated. But well, we'll find out. We'll talk about her later. This cast includes... Five, count them, five Oscar winners. Hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Blanchett, Meryl Streep, and Sir Mark Rylance. He was the guy who played um, Isherwood. Isherwood. The, the tech geek. We'll get to him. The, oh, yeah. oh, 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 yes. And two Oscar nominees in Timothy, or excuse me, Timothée. Timothée. Timothée Chalamet. That jerk. Voulez-vous <laughs> coucher... Mr. And,
0: Dune. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's we'll just call him Mr. Dune. Mr. From Dune. now
0: on, his name is Mr. Dune.
1: And Jonah Hill, yes, who was nominated for an Oscar. I believe it was for Best Supporting Actor in Moneyball. I didn't see it. Yeah, He's actually not bad. He's, it's one of his least annoying roles. <laughs> Ooh. yeah, Faint praise. Yeah, well. Uh, President Orlean, played by Meryl Streep, mispronounces Dr. Oglethorpe's name as Ogilvy. This is intentional. Ogilvy was the name of the astronomer in *War of the Worlds* who first spots the launch of the Martian invasion. Oh, yeah, the book or the movie? Uh, the book. Ah. Uh, the and I, I cannot pronounce this properly, but Kate uh, Kate uh, Dibiasky and uh, Jennifer Lawrence, who discovers the uh, comet, refers to the Chicxulub asteroid, which hit Earth sixty six million years ago in what is what is now Mexico. The it, the what? Asteroid. <laughs> ah, asteroid. <laughs> yes.
0: You have a problem saying asteroid? Weird. I, yeah, yeah. The,
1: <laughs> the estimated size of that asteroid was ten kilometers, ooh. about six miles, seven miles wide, and resulted in seventy-five percent of all life on the planet dying. See, this, this is the one known as the dinosaur killer. Oh, by the way, this is the end of the world type movie. Yes, it is. Except this is a, this is very totally different because it's a comet, not an asteroid. Oh. Uh, ooh, spoiler. <laughs> you just gave everything <laughs> yep, away. I did. Jennifer Lawrence filmed most of her scenes with a broken tooth. Oh. And due to restrictions because of COVID, she couldn't get it fixed. Ow. They actually added in the missing tooth in post-production. Oh. Yeah. Poor Jennifer. Hey, she she's a trooper. Mm. Uh, shots of the comet are almost identical in shape and orientation to the Hale-Bopp comet, which was visible for the, to the naked eye for about 18 months in the late 1990s. So You may remember a particular bunch of weirdos who... Uh,
0: like no. tracksuits
1: and purple sneakers. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it was Jonah Hill's idea for his character to walk around with a Birkin bag everywhere, as he and the filmmakers thought it would add a kind of absurdist touch if the president's chief of staff carried nuclear codes around in a $30,000 bag. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Bir- those are real. Birkin bag, originally inspired by British actress Jane Birkin and designed by Hermes of Paris. Ah,
0: Max's French pronunciation is flawless. flawless. yes,
1: like a native. To convincingly play his character, Leonardo DiCaprio spoke with real-life astronomer and film consultant Amy Mainzer. According to the director Adam McKay, DiCaprio had, a lo- had long conversations about the real mathematics uh, behind the events of this movie, and really did get about six months of quality education on orbital dynamics. Well, it's about time. yeah. <laughs> That's what's been missing from all his earlier performances. Yes. The, you could just I, you'd watch him and go, you know, there's a guy who doesn't know
0: anything about orbital dynamics. No, that's mm-hmm. I you know, that's why I can't vote for
1: him. Timothée Chalamet wasn't going to have long <laughs> <Mr>. hair. <laughs> wasn't going to have long hair in the film, but when filming was delayed for, from April to November 2020, he didn't cut it during lockdown. And then during a Zoom meeting, the director liked the way it looked and said, "Don't cut it."
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to
1: agree with that. Yeah, look good. Most of these shown smartphones used by the characters and presented by the company BASH throughout the movie are hydrogen phones huh. made by cinema camera manufacturer RED, all caps.
0: Uh, huh?
1: Yeah, nobody knows them. These phones were a colossal flop for RED because of high price and constant delays, which made it pretty dated by the time of the release of this movie. Yet, yeah, RED is a cell phone manufacturer and, they're not top tier. Nobody really knows much about them. I heard Blue put them right out of business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, during the movie, we, there's a uh, a hotline number is given to give a peace of mind about the approaching comet. Oh dear, here it comes. Uh, it actually roots to America's hottest talk line quote where hot girls are waiting to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the best thing since gorgeous lady of re- ladies of wrestling. Yeah, that's why I'm not giving the phone number. No. Uh, at one point, the president's son, Jonah Hill, who's her, also says, Oh, if she wasn't my mother, which is kind of echoing Donald Trump's, If Ivanka wasn't my daughter, pop, perhaps I'd be dating her. <sighs> That's intentional. Uh, this became Netflix's third most viewed film ever in just 11 days. Wow. In the Oval Office where we see President Streep, let's face it, it's President Streep.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, we see a portrait of Woodrow Wilson. That's not the only one we see. Yeah, Wilson created the Espionage and Sedition Acts, which made it illegal to speak or write about opposition against the government or the United States' involvement in World War I. Remember, do you notice who the other paint pointing right behind the desk was? Was that uh, Andrew Jackson? No. So he was in there, but yes. who's was, who was the one behind him?
0: Richard Nixon. Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah, that fits. <laughs> There's a sort of blink-and-you'll-miss-it gag <clears throat> in the early part when uh, Dr. Re- Doctor Mindy toasts Comet Dibiasky. There's a pinboard with cartoons and memes shown very briefly. On it, there's a picture of Galileo Galilei, one of the inventors of the telescope, and a handwritten note that says, Throw my telescope in the air sometime, Singin' ao Galileo.
0: Nope. Yep. It's in there. Okay, what's it from?
1: Uh, oh, that's uh, a... song! It's, anyway. a, it's a hip-hop song. I, I think... It, I forget what it's called. <clears throat> Joy? Yeah, I don't know. I've only heard the parodies. Randall's last line is was uh, in the movie. It was improvised by DiCaprio. And it was? Oh, I'm not going to say oh, it. Oh, right. Uh, and finally, the bash bead, B-E-A-D, craft that's uh, going to be used to try to break up the comet bears an intentional and striking resemblance to the Omnidroid from The Incredibles.
0: Oh, I was yeah. thinking it looked like something from The Matrix.
1: Yeah, it's a little, but it really did. And As it's introduced, both Peter Isherwood and Dr. Midney both say incredible in quick succession. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have anything else on this? No, no. Yeah.
0: I have absolutely nothing else on this film that I could yeah. uh, possibly add at this point.
1: There is some other stuff, but that can come up later.
0: <laughs> like last week's cheese.
1: Yeah. yep. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to the plot. The plot. Astronomy graduate student Kate Dibiosky, Dibiosky, excuse me, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, spots a comet in the sky. Good news, this will surely help her get her degree. Bad news, the comet is 9 kilometers in diameter and is on a collision course with Earth. Whoopsie doodle! <laughs> That's not an astrophysicist, term. It totally is. Don't dispute me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Discover magazine.
1: She and her advisor, Dr. Randall Mindy, played by Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio, because in Hollywood all astronomers look like Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio. Sure. Why not? They must brief the self-centered president of the United States, played by Meryl Streep, and her idiot chief of staff and son, played by Jonah Hill. Huh a narcissistic president who's only interested in their own agenda rather than the good of the nation who has, one of, who has their children on staff.
0: Oh, I didn't get ho- it.
1: Wow. <laughs> Hollywood, how do you come up with this stuff? <laughs> rather than immediately sounding an alarm and starting immediate pre- preparations for this impending disaster, the two scientists watch in horror as their science gets politicized, the truth gets twisted, and ridiculous plans based on political agendas and personal gain overwhelm the facts. So, clearly, this is pure science fiction. Oh, I mean, it's not even close to reality. Seriously. Randall gets swept up in the fame and glamour of national attention and starts an affair with a morning show host played by an unrecognizable (laughs) Kate Blanchett. Utterly unrecognizable. Well, Kate flails desperately, still trying to make a difference. Things are complicated by a bizarre tech billionaire who sees himself as a visionary rather than a businessman... I forget the character's name. I think it's Bleve Cobbs or Zelon Tusk. I'm not sure. (laughs) The world is facing certain doom. Can science save us? Surely calm, rational thought will win the day. Well, considering that, I'll be over here crawling inside a vodka bottle.
0: The Lowdown. Mr. Max, your vodka bottle is ready, sir.
1: Excellent. (laughs) Take it, yes. Put it on the floor and leave. Yes,
0: sir. Uh, real quick, yeah. so
1: uh, how did you hear about this movie? Well, apart from being inundated by ads for it on Netflix, oh. uh, I also saw that it was nominated for an Oscar. And uh, a friend, actually a friend of ours, Libby saw it oh. and uh, said it was really good. And I also heard. Mm-hmm. And uh, why are you pointing at yourself? <laughs>
0: God, don't say the stage oh, direction. Sorry. God.
1: Glasses, look
0: concerned. If you hadn't guessed, for a change, we are actually in the same room, yes. which is a failing experiment. I really wanted you to ask me how I'd heard of it, and I could simply have said you told me. Uh. <laughs> God. i gods! I also heard
1: because of, there was a fair amount of controversy about this movie. Really? Yeah. Surprise, surprise. A lot of people got you know <laughs> close down, to the truth. That, well. Now it, it may have been too subtle for, for you to catch, <laughs> and, but uh, there's a slight parallel, really slight parallel between the idea of a comet about to hit the world and climate change. Uh, okay, do mm-hmm. you need a minute? Wait, uh, <laughs> we may be here a it. while. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and people got really hacked off at that. You know, big surprise. And a lot of people were, you know, accusing it all of being yeah, social justice, virtue signal, liberal elite, Hollywood, blah blah, 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 blah blah and being too heavy-handed. And they didn't like the f- the rather painful parallels between this this president and oh, some previous president.
0: We haven't had a woman president. That's that's true. So obviously, there are no parallels at all. No, no. Yeah, I had not heard, I think the name of the film had, like, I'd heard people uh, say, oh, it's a good film. But literally, I knew nothing about this. I didn't know who was in it. I didn't know, I, I think I even knew it was on Netflix, and that's literally as far as it went.
1: I mean, the the cast in this, the or not just the cast, the people who show up are rather surprising. I mean, Ron Perlman
0: is in this. <laughs> In about three seats. He's hilarious. <laughs> My note is Ron Perlman will save us all! Uh, quite honestly, yeah. I'd send him up in space well, to shoot down a comet, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would send him up to just headbutt the comet out of the way. I think he could do it. I'm not even sure he's acting. Uh, I no, think we I, may finally have seen what Ron Perlman is really like. Oh, God, I hope not. No, he's
1: fine. Oh, I type, Really? The yeah. whole, like, I want to say hi to all the hardworking white okay. people out there?
0: <laughs> I, okay, the racist part, maybe not. Yeah, but the sure. rest of the, the go, you know, gung-ho and go get him. Yep. For him riding. At one point, standing on his front porch with a gun shooting at
1: the sky. <laughs> <laughs> take <laughs> that comment. <laughs> Screaming at the comment, you'll never take me alive.
0: <laughs> Let, let's start hmm. with the acting. Okay. So, Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. in a role that will surprise you. Yeah, kind of. And actually, I just to skip this out there right away, one of my notes is there's only two people playing to type, and that's Jonah Hill and Ron Perlman. And even hmm. Ron Perlman's He's He's a little bit more than He's
1: over the top, but he's doing that on purpose. Yeah.
0: Otherwise, nobody in this film is the way I'm used to seeing them. And Leo, let's start with Leo. Leo, yeah. He first of all, he
1: starts out looking pretty schlubby. Yeah. And you know, his beard that or beard that that hair
0: piece he's (laughs) wearing on his chin. Well, they had this thing, and guys do this, and it's Mm. guys stop doing it (laughs) when men color their own hair. Oh dear. It just doesn't look good, and it looked very much like he was supposed to be a guy who was coloring his beard, his facial yeah. hair, and his head hair. Yeah. And it's just like it looked terrible. Well, thankfully, at one point when he's going on the talk show, they're like, Let's trim that beard. And basically, what they do is they pull off the <laughs> well, he's still got kind of a, a but it's but that's his real beard. Yeah, that other it, thing was just awful. Yeah, but Leo. Was not what I was expecting.
1: No, he's not. He's the character is neurotic. He has panic attacks. Yeah, he's depressed. He's kind. He's kind of a a nerd.
0: (laughs) I hate to put this. He's playing out of type. He's likable.
1: Yeah, he is. (laughs) He's under. Even though he does jerky things in this, he cheats on his
0: wife. Yes, he does.
1: But. It's kind of you get it. He's so swept up in this, and he's obviously never had this kind of attention before. And he becomes this media darling for about five minutes, right? Which is about as long as yeah, it's about right. And And Jennifer Lawrence, who again, you cannot hide how beautiful she is. Except, but, is she getting younger? I the, swear
0: she looks younger in this film than she has in the last three films. It's kind of unsettling. She looks like she's 20, maybe. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, her haircut is not doing her any favors. No. So it looks like she was like, oh, the lawnmower is going by, I'll just move my bangs towards that.
1: And yeah, no, they, they kind of tone down. It's like she comes across as one of those women who is really good looking, but has no idea she's really good looking.
0: And... They don't overly sexualize. No. Her. They let she's wearing she's very well covered through the whole film. Cause yep. let's face it, that has nothing to do with the character. Yeah. It's just she's smart and she's the actually the one, she's pretty much the the paladin of the group, if you mm-hmm. will. She sees the actual goal and she sticks with it through the whole film.
1: Yeah, her only problem her problem as as a person, and again it's great for the character, it makes gives the layers, is She's so angry all the time. And the anger overwhelms everything. It makes it. uh, She does. Neither her nor. DiCaprio figures out sort of how to play the game. A little bit. A little for a while. Until he gets played. Yeah. And she just doesn't. She just assumes, you know, like a crazy person, that the facts will convince people. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what planet she's living on.
0: Uh, We'll get to that.
1: Maybe. Meryl Streep. Is you know because Meryl she's Street, having
0: so much. She's fun. having such a
1: good time just playing <laughs> this utter self-centered political animal, this absolute jerk. And all the pictures on her desk as president, none of them are like with world leaders. They're no. all with movie stars. Yeah. Or oh, there's one of her with Bill Clinton. That's true. Yeah.
0: Which I think is a
1: real picture of Mer- when Meryl
0: Streep met Bill Clinton. Yeah. But she's having a ball. Oh. Um. It's you know I. I used to not enjoy watching Meryl Streep. Then we're going back to the '80s because she always seemed so cold and distant. Mm. And then she, fi- like, I swear it was right around. What was it? The Death Becomes Her with Goldie mm-hmm. Hawn. Yeah, is that the film where the, yeah. they had the yeah. special effects and Bruce Willis? Yeah, she kind of developed the sense of humor. Oh, and, she had it before that. Even with I Postcards that, from the Edge, but she was really goofy in that film. That mm, film was true. was a doofusy film. <laughs> and ever since then, I didn't see Postcards from the Edge. But ever since that film where she seems to be willing to show her sense of humor, she seems a lot more well-rounded, and I got a lot more interested in watching her, and Mm. I think Meryl Streep is terrific. She's amazing. I don't begrudge her her Oscars. She seems like a nice person, you know, how would I know? Mm. But she's also willing to do roles like this, which are just so not to type. Mm -hmm. And also, the poor thing looks like she weighed about 10 pounds, which is probably really unpleasant. Mm. Uh, Jonah Hill
1: you know... Jonah Hill is playing Jonah Hill, or I, maybe that's not Jonah Hill, but it's the character he plays. He's, yeah. He he just, like, he, he might as well have just walked out of Superbad
0: or... He's not he, the same as Superbad. No, super bad. Uh, Superbad, he actually was very vulnerable to okay, the Or this is the end. He tends to be this very annoying, like, I'm a schlub, but I made it kind of character.
1: Yeah, this sort of uh, t- enormous amounts of utterly unearned confidence yes
0: and he does it very
1: well he does it well and I wanted he, to slap him yeah you want you want to reach to the screen and slap him he's very believable yeah. he's good at it and he's absolutely
0: you know in no way like Eric Trump but uh, <laughs> uh Blanchette we we had to stop the movie and look it up because we couldn't believe I it I was in there going her. I
1: knew she was in the movie because we saw the name in the credits and I'm it's this very clearly a uh, parody or a set uh, something or other of I think Good Morning America or whichever
0: one whichever Kathy Regis Lee and Kathie yeah. Lee were on
1: and then now it's someone Good else morning? And, Good
0: Morning and, and, and
1: Michael someone <laughs> whatever I don't yeah I never and, it. yeah and she's doing the sort of Kathy Lee type except except you find out she has like four master's degrees no two master's degrees speaks four languages has done all this stuff but she's traded it all. To be this vapid morning person. Yeah. And first off, the American accent she does is flawless. I,
0: I, I sat there staring at her and it's like there is no Galadriel in this woman yeah. at all. Yeah. She does an amazingly good job. It's, an, it's incredible. I'm sorry, is it Tyler Perry she's sitting next yeah. to? You. Yeah. Tyler Perry, oh, also no, pretty much unrecognizable. I didn't know it was him either until I looked it up. Yeah. And the two of them together are perfectly fake. As their, their talk show yep. host personas. yeah,
1: And the, all the little jokes. Remember, don't make eye contact with them. <laughs> don't make sudden moves in their line of sight.
0: Yeah. Timothy... Well, honey, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Timothee, Whatever. Tim. Mr. Dune. Yes. Mr. Dune yeah, Mr. is Bishop. perfectly fine yep. as this punk who's actually yep. ripping off liquor at this liquor store that yep. Jennifer Lawrence's character ends up working at. Yep, and it's like... Little, we're going to be skating outside the, the burger crown later. You want to come or are you pussy? Uh, and she decides to go and ends up actually falling. I don't, she's not falling in love oh, with she him. She I think him. she's like, you know, I'd kind of like to have somebody in will do. Come yeah, here. It's like, uh, the, I think the world's about to end. And, uh... and, and to be fair, she's in charge of that entire oh, yeah. relationship. Oh he
1: is, She is definitely the alpha.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a ring in his nose and she is leading him around by it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, who also? who's the guy who plays, uh, the, the, I don't even know what character he's supposed to be, the guy who's head of Bash. Oh, Isherwell, his name is uh, Isherwell, and that is a guy named Mark Rylance, who we saw
1: in Ready Player One, playing the tech genius in that. Right,
0: right, except he had a big wig, and, yeah. yeah. And quite honestly, isn't all that different than the character No, they're very, it's
1: it's the same kind of vague delivery (laughs) of. Let's get
0: some amino. <laughs> yeah, kind of emo Phillips with, with a billion dollars with science. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, at first, I thought, oh, they're just riffing on Apple, and it's like, no, it's not really. It's not Steve Jobs. It's not it's really a little, Tim
1: Cook. It's a little Steve Jobs because there's all the stuff with the phones, and he's coming out with the children, and there's the whole thing of he's a visionary, not a. Business. He gets really mad when uh, uh, DiCaprio calls him a businessman.
0: Yeah, but the the the. Um, whole personality is not jobs at all it's not Tim Cook either uh it's de- I think he's he's the biggest amalgam character yeah. that you can't point to and say oh it's definitely X. there's
1: aspects of jobs there's aspects of Elon Musk there's aspects of all kinds of these people that you don't like yeah they're they're all well I don't know I mean I, I didn't dislike some of these but he beca- he has the worst parts of all of their personalities and he's like he's the guy who figures out that well, yes, there is this comet it's going to hit us, but the comet is loaded with valuable minerals and rare earths that we're running out of that he needs to make his cell phones. Yeah. So he wants. he doesn't want they, they're actually launching a you know, if you ever Armageddon style or or a deep impact style attack on the comet with yeah. nuclear weapons and as they put as they want to put uh, Ron Perlman, who plays this, you know, heroic colonel, you know, badass, older generation, racist, <laughs> slightly crazy, and they're and Doctor uh, Mindy is saying, "Can't we? Shouldn't we just you know remote pilot all this stuff? We don't need to put anyone in this." They're like, "We got to have a hero."
0: Yeah, that's the only reason he's there. Yeah, I love that he's swearing right before takeoff. <laughs> Let's get this thing bleeping going. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yep. And they scrub the mission
1: because they figure out... We don't know if it would have worked. It probably, if we, if you ever saw Armageddon, you know it wouldn't. Because they're just throwing nukes at it as opposed yeah. to sending Bruce Willis on there to drill a big
0: hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big hole. Bruce, Bruce Willis in a big hole. <laughs> it's... Um, the, the acting in general... Actually, I have no problem with any of the acting, and some of mm-hmm. it is quite surprising in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Again, except for Jonah Hill playing a character we've seen before yeah. in play that he plays very well, and Ron Perlman <laughs> just playing Ron Perlman only like times three or four, really? nobody's really playing to type, mm-hmm. and they're all doing a really good job, yeah, and it was very surprising. Rate, yeah. um, would you say there are any actual best acting performances in this?
1: I gotta say, I think Leo did a really good job. I thought he
0: was terrific. Is the best actor performance? Uh, Do you think? Probably, no, no uh, I'm not saying it, it's an actual question. I'm not trying to lead yeah. you
1: one way or the other. I think it, I could see it. I mean, honestly, if I hadn't just seen Swan Song and <laughs> where I believe Mahershala Ali should, everyone up, I and mean, he didn't get nominated, and I don't understand <laughs> that at all. Yeah. But setting that aside, <laughs> yeah, I think especially when he he runs kind of a gamut, he. He's the sort of quiet, nerdy type. Then he try, then he becomes sort of trying to be charismatic. And he has a complete breakdown where he's screaming at the TV audience in a very kind of network-y, I'm mad as hell, I'm not going to take it anymore moment.
0: Yeah, but it's not the Leo we've seen in, like, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I it's, know. that's It's a nice yeah. change. It's something I think he was pushing. I think he was uh, I, I pushing look at his those, boundaries. Those two, well, any performance where he's in a Scorsese film, because I personally don't generally like him in Scorsese films, mm. Um I just don't buy him for those parts, you know, gangs of New okay. York and so on. But if I look at Wolf of Wall Street, which I actually think, I actually, I, I appreciated the film. I don't know if I want to say I liked it yeah, because that it's was not
1: a like. It's not a film you like. It's no. a film you can, you can enjoy or respect, but.
0: But if I compare the performance in this to the performance in that, it's like I'm not. It's I'm seeing Leo's range again, and mm-hmm. it's actually really nice.
1: Yeah, um, uh, I think Jennifer Lawrence does a really good job. I don't think she gets to display the same kind of range. I think her performance is a lot more subtle than Leo's. Yeah, I don't think it's as big. It's not as big. I think uh, I would go. I wouldn't mind seeing her nominated.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I would pick her to win, but I could see it being one of the and not because I don't think she deserves it. I don't think this is the part. I also
1: think Meryl Streep and Kate Blanchett should have gotten best supporting because (laughs) these are unbelievable. I mean, especially Kate Blanchett because this is like there's no trace of her in this, and Meryl Streep again. This is a very different kind of part. Yeah. It's not the Ice Queen. It's just this utterly delusional, narcissistic, basically sociopath.
0: And I don't know how old Meryl Streep is. I don't know how long she's been in the business. But it's really nice to see her continuing to change and grow. It's Mm -hmm. like, cripes, you just don't see that in acting that much. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to get to something. Mm. And this is the big problem I have with the film. Mm -hmm. It's satire. Now, what Mm -hmm. problem do we have with satire in the modern world?
1: It's too, it, there's nothing left to satirize, for one thing, and also the satire is too
0: close to reality. No, people don't get it. Oh, okay. That's the, why we can't have nice things. <laughs> we can't have satire anymore, no. because people think, oh, yeah, that's how it should be. They don't get <laughs> Oh, Lord. Is Seriously.
1: So, you think on a large
0: scale? Well, I have a modest proposal.
1: We are not eating anybody's children.
0: <laughs> but soil <Soylent> and Green! No, <laughs> no seriously. Yeah, so, yeah. A modest proposal, even when that came out, that's Jonathan, Jonathan Swift, if you don't know it, look it up. And what Max said is the gist of it. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, we're having a famine in Ireland? Why don't we just eat children? Yeah. Um, people take it seriously because they don't get that the point of making fun of something is to show how horrible it is. Yeah. And that's what this film is. There is no level on this of this film that isn't satirizing and isn't hitting really uncomfortably yes. close to home. Some of the
1: worst, it's not just the, the characters we've talked about, it's when they show the reactions of the public. Right. And social media. And there are people who are saying, you know, this is a hoax, or what there's on TikTok, there's a thing called, you know, hashtag launch challenge, yeah, where they're People are firing off rockets into their faces, and I'm just sitting there going, "Yeah." I, and they're getting to the hospital; they're they're hurting themselves. I'm like, yeah, I absolutely believe that. And they're they become these two competing hashtags because the president is just saying everything's fine, and then don't look up the name because moving. Yeah, it's the name of the movie, Don't look up, and the science community is saying just look
0: up because yeah. the comet has become visible in the night sky. Right, and eventually become visible in the day sky, and yeah. that's when you know it's too late yeah uh, and it's it is dead accurate on so many levels like Max just said mm. the way that people ignore science and you know that could be applied to anything Max was saying that people were getting upset because Hollywood might actually say something about climate change because somebody freaking needs to <laughs> um, and that's it could be the, the pandemic it could be mm-hmm. anything yeah. that involves people actually sitting down and oh what's that word
1: thinking. <laughs> I mean it's the idea now especially that's become so prevalent which is really scary as hell that science is an opinion and that or it's like people who say well I want to do my own research really when people say like I want to do my own research about covid they don't mean they want to go to a lab and run <laughs> cultures and do the do experiments they don't even mean I want to read peer reviewed material uh, from multiple scientific sources, they mean I want to go onto Reddit and see what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, the perfect source of science.
0: Yeah. Reddit. Dr. Reddit. Yeah, I did
1: my own research. I looked it up on Google.
0: Yeah. So let's, I'm going to put that in as a warning. Mm. This film is funny and very satirical and too goddamn sharp. Um, And I don't mean that it's, I think it's failing. I think that if you, you, it, I was not prepared for it. Mm. I didn't know anything about this film going in. I knew nothing about the plot. I didn't know who was in it. I knew nothing. Like when it started, when you go to Netflix, you can't help but see it pop up. And there's Leo's face. It's like, oh, I guess Leo's in this. If you're not prepared or if you're in a, a delicate space... And you don't need to see anything more bad about what, you know, yeah. current happenings. This might not be a film yeah, this for This is
1: not you. an easy movie. No. This is, it's not like, you know, it's not a Clockwork Orange or something, but it's it's and, not an easy film and it will not. It, it, it's not a happy film. But, but I mean, it is. It's funny. It's funny. It is funny but and it's, it's very like sharp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's the, you know, like Ionesco said, we laugh to keep from screaming. That's yeah. kind of what this is. Also, we haven't talked about some of the minor characters oh. who show up. Like Ariana Grande and Kid <laughs> Cudi are in this movie, <laughs> and I—I I don't know about him; he's not on screen. But they're playing pop stars. They're playing kind of Beyonce and Jay Z, or I don't know. They're
0: Car- playing anybody. Anybody? Famous. Yeah, it they're fa- playing
1: some famous power couple. And their breakup is like overshadowing the end of the world a lot. And Ariana Grande is actually pretty decent in this. I don't really know her as much I don't know. of an actor. Uh, I mainly know her from her ability to imitate other singers at which she is frighteningly good. (laughs) But, I mean, intentionally. I don't mean she's copying them. I mean, she can do really good impressions. And, has just this, she's like, oh, I heard you discovered a comet. You know, I have a shooting star tattooed on my back. (laughs) (laughs) Sign my butt, to read. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, I did like there's this cameo of some actor who's doing a movie called Total Devastation that's supposed to be released the day the comet is supposed to hit the earth. Right. Called Devin, his name is Devin Peters. And I, again, only knew this because of the credits. That was Chris Evans. What You would never tell no. it was him. Totally unrecognizable. Yeah,
0: so the acting's really good in this. And even, um,
1: like, Leo's wife. Who oh, the actor actress? I don't even remember her name. I've seen her in Sweet Home Alabama. I've seen her in a couple of other things. Yeah, I don't know her. She's kind of she's just got this adorable kind of cherubic face. Yeah,
0: she has. She's not on screen much. No, but you immediately know who she is. Right. Well, and he's supposed to be from Michigan, and well, one of us lives there, so uh, yeah. she's very much like Mrs. Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you since we're you know we sort of. Got past the the satire part. Did this film have any vibes? And I don't mean that it it its story or its portrayal reminded you of anything. But did the satire, the sharpness of the political part of the satire, remind you of any movies? Kind of
1: reminded me of Doctor
0: Strange. Exactly. Mm. Same in my note. I was yeah. like, this has a very Doctor Strange love yeah. vibes. And when Doctor Strange Love came out. I think it affected people the same way. They're like, ha, ha, ha uh, please don't show that to me again because yeah. uh, I know too many people in power movie. like that. Yeah, this is like that, which is a good thing because I mean that was a, strangely it was a Kubrick film because it's a comedy kind of yeah. No, it is. It's Peter <laughs> Sellers. He's yeah, funny. playing every every role in the film. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it is it is it is satire in that at, uh, way. Uh, mm. What did you think about the pacing? Um, I, it, it's kind of
1: uneven, because there are parts where it's slow, I never thought it dragged. I mean, it's a fairly, although there was a point we were watching, and I we I paused it to see where we were, and it's like, wait, there's an hour left? Yeah. And it wasn't so much that it felt long, it's just, it the first half especially is very crowded.
0: Yes. There's a lot Thrown at you in the first hour or so of the film. I think we're like an hour and twenty yeah. in, and there was an hour and nine left. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh. And it that bot. Like if I didn't know, I, I probably wouldn't have thought about it. Mm-hmm. But knowing that there was still an hour and some left, I was like, "What more have they got to do?" Like bring on the comment. Come on, I got <laughs> stuff to do. Yeah. Uh, but I there were some things that I could see them having cut out. Um, yeah. And I like one of the things that I had a note on. I said goes on too long. We need a rock concert in the middle because that was a, a bit
1: odd. I mean, that's clearly for the uh, alp, for album sales or the video.
0: And but the and the first, this is the Ari- Ariana Grande Ari- Ariana Grande is playing this character. Yeah. I don't remember her name. It doesn't matter. Yes. And she's doing this song to benefit. She's actually on the side of science. That, somehow for whatever reason and it's like okay why are we watching her sing her costume is funny she's in a comet dress yeah. which is actually very funny but and if you but listen like, to the lyrics halfway through <laughs> the song gets really funny and yeah. i'm like okay never mind this. Yeah. Was, but it's like it felt like it could use yeah. some trimming i did uh, some of the stuff in there i like the fact
1: when the scientists first go to meet the president and they have to sit out and wait with the uh, well, we we didn't talk about Doctor Ogilvy. He's oh, a, yes, right. He's really he's a character I would thought Oglethorpe. was really cool. Oglethorpe. I wanted he was the one character I was like I wish that we'd seen more of him because yeah. he was really I couldn't get a beat on him. He's no. like he's obviously believes in this, but he's a political animal.
0: But well, he was head of he these, was head of NASA. No, he wasn't head no, of NASA. Mass- it was the planetary defense yeah. force. The
1: planet? No, planet. Hang on, I, I actually have that written down because I didn't believe this was a real thing. The well, planet- it says on the screen, force. no, it's a yeah. real thing, and Maxillary. Planetary- Defense Coordination Office—that is a real thing. Yes, it's—I believe—an offshoot of NASA. But there's no aliens. There are no aliens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, as they point out, the head of NASA is not an astrophysicist. No, or, she's an anesthetist. Uh, he was a former anesthesiologist. anesthesiologist. Yes, again, it's clearly an appointment, a political appointment. Right. The president is just tossing her friends into places of power and then tossing them out. <laughs> yeah. I also like Paul Guilfoyle from who we know from the original CSI okay as, right. as uh, uh the cop whatever his name was right he's a, a four-star general and there's this <laughs> weird running thing where when they're waiting in the outer office and he brings them snacks he he charges the money for them until Jennifer Lawrence finds out oh they're free yeah and all through it she's going I mean, he's a four-star general. <laughs> worked for the Pentagon. Why
0: is he trying to scam us out of twenty dollars? She cannot let it go. She cannot let it go. Well, it was twenty each for the snack the 10, and for the 10 water. Each because uh, Leo gives him twenty for the two of them. Oh, because I thought somebody gave him a, gave him forty bucks because they wanted one each. I thought it was
1: thought it was ten dollars each for oh. a bottle of water and a bag of chips.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's 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 lots to look at. There's mm-hmm. lots of parts. I don't think there's any wasted parts, but it still to me felt like it could use a little trimming. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's funny, I don't think it dragged, but I think we lose focus. And one of the things, honestly, I think you could almost cut entirely out of the film and not really lose much, is the affair with Kate Blanchett's character.
1: I don't know, I kind of like that. It sort of
0: humanized um, Dr. Mindy. Yeah, except, so Dr. Mindy falls from grace in yeah. a way. He basically, he is a scientist and I will give his character credit. He always, always mentions that his student, his intern Dubiaski, was the one who discovered yeah, the comic. he never tries to take credit. But they always introduce him first, because he's the lead scientist, yeah. uh, astrophysicist.
1: He is a doctor. She's a grad student.
0: But his, his change of heart comes a little quickly, and we don't really see it so much. Really what happens, and this is, again, one of the really sharp satirical parts, is... When they're on air, when he and and, uh, Jennifer Lawrence go on air to tell Regis and Kathy Lee (laughs) that, yeah, there's a comet coming because the president will listen to them. There's a comet coming and it's going to hit the earth. She, they aren't being listened to. They're like, oh, you know that's the funniest thing I know about you know, they're just ignoring it. And she loses her cool first and she, which is her character, Mm -hmm. she's a hothead and she's like, you people are idiots. Listen, we're telling you about this. And her screaming and her Insistent nature, while she's on the show, suddenly become memes. Yeah, and because of this, she's basically instantly discredited. Yeah, she becomes for the rest of the she film. becomes
1: an internet joke, and you know that the White House is
0: encouraging that. And the saddest part is that's probably yeah. actually accurate. Yeah, that was probably what would in
1: fact happen. Yeah, and this she loses her credibility, and and I think and and he doesn't want that to happen to him. So, and he also is much more. I mean, his wife is always saying
0: he's too quiet. He won't stand up. He's right, and he's, he's nervous. More, yeah. So I think what happens initially is that he stays around partially because he's... T- you're the sexiest scientist ever. Mm. Oh my God, he's the sexiest... Isn't he hunky, everyone? Mm. Yeah. And then I think he sticks around, at least he thinks he's sticking around initially because it's like, look, if somebody doesn't tell people, nobody's going to listen. Yeah. He he, think, he thinks he's helping. But the there's this very quick change from... I'm helping to, I'm committing adultery. Mm. And that I didn't, I th- felt was a little forced. Mm. And also that um, that part of the film doesn't play, in, it's good for character development, but it's not so much furthering the plot. And because the film is, as it turns out, fairly long, I'm on the fence about that part. Good performances, don't get me wrong, but editorially. Yeah, I think it worked. I liked because it made it made a sense from the character because this is the first time anyone's paid any real
1: attention to him.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was thinking we might uh, get to our talking points, sure. as best as I remember them. <clears throat> uh, did this movie feel made for streaming? I don't think so at all. I think it was large scale.
1: I think a lot of the, especially like the, all the rocket launches and all that stuff, I think it was very big.
0: I think that any single one of the major cast members is worth the budget of many medium-sized films. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no. And I would say visually, yeah, there's not, it's funny, there's actually not as many special effects as you'd think. No, no. But when they show up, it's like, yeah, they look pretty Mm high-end. So, yeah, I'll agree. But would this movie have played differently if we'd seen it in a theater as opposed to us watching it here in Shea Max? (laughs) I don't know. I
1: think it would've. Uh, I think it might've been more difficult to see it in the theater, because there not only would you have had that density of material in the first half, but it would have been on a huge screen with the sound pounding you from all sides. Uh, I think it would have been a
0: little different. I don't know if it would have been better, though. You know what I think is, I think it's actually more effective streaming, because, and Mm -hmm. this is going to sound like a pun, and I suppose it is, but it hits a lot closer to home, Mm. because you're in your home while you're watching it. And a lot of this is about... Especially when we're dealing with uh, Dr. Min- Dr. Mindy. <laughs> I, I think that's intentional. Yeah. Well, I, I, his partner, Dr. Morrick left yeah. early. Um, but Dr. Mindy's whole thing about family, mm. and even Jennifer Lawrence's part, she goes back to, she, she, when Jonah Hill's character makes, her wear a ba- makes the FBI put a bag on her head, and she's taken off the grid, and mm. she tries to go back to her parents. Her parents lock her out and basically say, we don't want to hear any science here. Nope, no. nope, we're not doing it.
1: We like like the idea of the jobs that Comet is bringing. Yeah, boy.
0: (laughs) So I think that actually, in a way, this film plays better at home because Mm. you're in the place that's most threatened.
1: Interesting. Okay, I can see that. So, uh, yeah, and especially like some of it is done as actual TV broadcasts, supposed to be like news. It's more like that's
0: what you're watching on TV. Yeah. Um, There's one thing I would like to go over real quick. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a tiny little part and it's, uh, I forget who's actually saying it, that they make, they meet Sting. Oh yeah, yeah, that was, a uh, uh, Oglethorpe says that. Oglethorpe. So, I want to tell you right now, <laughs> oh, dear. this is true, I, I know this, Sting doesn't fart. Oh come on. Period. He just doesn't. <laughs> oh, Man has too much class, uh... he does not. <laughs> He says that please
1: ignore previous statement. The <laughs> statement before does not reflect the views of Mac Mike movies or any pony in the
0: area. Sting, you're still welcome for dinner. <laughs> um, I uh, think I've gone through my notes. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. I mean, there's some stuff, but yeah, I think we covered it. Then we should get to that part. Yes. The Roundup. So, Max. Yes. <laughs> You're looking Fight at me, and you still fell for it. <laughs> oh come on! I it's don't tradition. even try anymore.
1: <laughs> yes, he you, does. Yeah, yeah, because if you don't, if it doesn't work, you get all pouty. I do you not. Totally I do not, do not pout. I, I am pout not a pouty, pouty,
0: pouty, pouty, pouty pony. pony. No, You're no, no. Pouty, pouty <laughs> pony. Some X. Yeah. So you had heard little bits of things yeah. about this film, and, and the first time you watched it was when we watched it last yep. night. Yep, hadn't seen it. So what do you think?
1: I think it's really good. I just it made me really sad. I mean. I don't even know if sad's the right word it is it is a dark satire it's a very dark political comedy and it's just way too believable at this point and way too on target yeah but yeah I think it's really good and I think the performance is terrific I, I think the the story is really interesting. I had no idea where it was going to go and we're not giving away the ending. We're no. not gonna do any spoilers on, on that part I did had no idea where it was going to go. What about you? How did you? What did you think of it? I know you just said, you saw it the first time with me, just <laughs> here.
0: I, I was here. Yeah. <laughs> I know they weren't yeah. here, but I was yeah. here. Um, yeah, I, I think there's not a single point of its satire that I think misses, which is not, it's just a good thing and a bad thing. Like, the idea of how fame works today, not mm-hmm. that fame was ever a good thing, but fame could be comfortably away in a magazine. Or or fame could be on a TV show that happened once or, you know, a talk show once a week or whatever. And now fame is in your phone. No one's safe from it. Yeah, and the way that people instantly form opinions because it feels like you have access to a giant billboard that people are actually paying attention to. Mm. The way that science is perceived these days. Oh, yeah. The way that people who are educated are perceived these days. The likelihood of what would happen if a comet was ending at this planet, and how we would respond to that. All of these things, I think, are very well satirized, and therein lies the problem. Um, and I don't mean with the movie. I mean it's scary. Yeah. Um, it's You are kind of laughing and frightened at the same time. They're equal parts funny and terrifying. Yeah, pretty much. The, the performances are all really good, in some cases excellent, because... You're you're sitting there having to look people up because you don't realize who they are. Mm. Uh, we're not going to give away the ending one way or the other. I will say, do watch it through the credits. There's oh, yeah. a mid-credit and a final credit scene that add something to the plot. So, so, that's up yeah. to you. Um, but definitely watch it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Best Picture nominee. Yeah. Does it? Well, we don't know what it's up against, but in general, having seen this, would you think, "Wow, that's a f- that film should be up for Best Picture"?
1: Yeah, given given the crop we tend to get, yes, I think so. I mean, you know, Dune is nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, we can t- that that I think is a topic for another day.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, I liked it, yeah, but I, I, Best Picture? Mm. Yeah,
1: I could see this. I can see this for Best Picture. I think it was very ambitious and it was fairly you know daring. Yeah, Hollywood doesn't do a lot of that.
0: No, I mean it could have been a lot more daring. It let's could have been sharper. It, but they, they played some parts safe, but yeah, and it is um, still very much on the white side. Yeah. yeah, and it is a
1: bit. Some of the satire is pretty heavy-handed.
0: And I don't see. I don't mind that because yeah. if you're not, people don't understand it. Yeah, satire. Unfortunately, it has to be kind of obvious now. Yeah, they but, don't teach that yeah. anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah, so uh, we're. I think we're both going to recommend it. Just yeah. with the caveat that um, make sure you're in a good mood yeah. when you're make watching. make sure you're in it. a good place
1: emotionally when you're you watching. Yeah,
0: it. it's. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, Max, if you would go over our uh, yes, this week's poll question and how people might answer said poll question. I will,
1: no matter how much you beg me not to. Max, I will. please, please, no. please, comma, please, no. please, 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 don't. No, go ahead. <laughs> uh, what is your most hated minor movie cliché? You know, the rain starting after a romantic breakup, the hacker saying I'm in, anything like that. What minor, what often used minor point just really gets
0: up your nose. Yeah, like trying to tighten screws left. Everyone knows <laughs> it's righty-tighty-lefty-loosey, but yeah. every time i freaking Hollywood. Hardly... Sorry,
1: thank you Lewis Black. Uh, <laughs> yes, and uh, how do you answer the how do you answer this question? Ask well, you first you can come to our uh, our website maxmikemovies.com and leave a comment for extra bumpy bucks. You can email us at us at maxmicmovies.com or triple bumpy bucks, and possibly a free box of bumpy pucks cereal that will <laughs> mm. be burned in your honor. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Downwind, and, <laughs> and yes, or you can uh, get us on the medias of socialness on on the Facebook and the Twitter at mm. Max Mike Movies, and you of course can always hear us on the
0: podcast app of
1: our choice, not yours, i.e., not Spotify. Right. <laughs> Can we're on Spotify. We yeah, do but uh, we're going
0: to pull it because uh, oh, yeah. uh,
1: if we lose because that Neil, listener, that'll tip the balance. Yep, yep. Neil Young told us to. Yeah. But, uh, so Mike. Yeah. So, that was a movie. It was a movie. There I, are
0: other movies. There are other films. What other movies <laughs> shall we watch next week? I think we should watch, and the fun thing is you don't know what it is because we didn't Yes, I don't. <laughs> It's true. Like it. Next next week, Lucy, Lucy, oh, no, you burn got, me the roll again. Oh, we got some splaying to do. <laughs> next week, Wah! next week, simply because I am deeply curious to yeah. see uh, Javier Bardem play Desi Arnaz. Yeah, I think we're gonna watch Being the Ricardos.
1: I want to see J.K. Simmons as Fred.
0: Yeah, never mind um, 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 Nicole Kidman Nicole as Luthie because <laughs> she's actually the one that I can easily see the most but huh. Javier Bardem is Desi <laughs> Arnaz. Um, you can't be in the show friendo. No matter what <laughs> yeah. after next week there's going to be some splaining to do.